Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. Scott Lefane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What up? I got a cool episode today, y'all. Um, I got Stephane Olivier on this interview, and I probably said his name wrong. Uh, but he's a super cool guy, and he's been all over the world, and he just kept surprising me in this interview because he'd be like, yeah, I used to do this, and I used to do that, and I was just thinking, man, this guy's just lived a super cool life already, you know, and he's found Spartan at this age and he's just living it up. And, uh, I mean, he just seems like a super cool guy. Uh, he mainly runs on the West coast. I would love to just meet this dude in person. Cause he just seems so, you know, larger than life. And if you ever see him, I, I would suggest you go up to him, talk to him. Cause he just seems super cool. But anyway, I'll shut up. Here goes the interview. Hope you enjoy it. What's up, everybody? I got Stéphane Olivier on the phone today. I know I probably just butchered your name, so you can correct me on it, man. It's all right. Stéphane Olivier, but, you know, I'm French, so it doesn't matter, really. Yeah, so I was... So, man, uh, tell us a little bit about that, like, because I saw on your on your Facebook page you're from Paris, France, so how did you get over here to the States, man? Well, uh, I've been living in the U.S. Uh, since 1997. Right. Um, I came in New York uh, because I used to be a, a fashion model. Right. So um, I was uh, starting to get famous in Europe. So they sent me to US in New York to do the fashion weeks and everything. And at the end, I, I decided to stay because I had nothing else to do in Europe, really, like live, live wise. So um, yeah, I lived in New York for like uh, around like five, six years. And um, then move around a little bit. I was in Miami. I was I was in the 2000. I was doing triathlon. Right. So um, I went. I moved to Miami, and I was dating an Australian girl. So I moved to Australia after that for a couple of years. Wow, you've been still all training. over the place. Yes, yeah, still training uh, triathlon. And uh, yeah, I just came back in Europe uh, for a while and met my ex-wife in Paris, who was a model too, but she was from Oregon. Yeah. So uh, when, uh, like, uh, eight months later, she was pregnant, so I decided, like, to move back to the U.S. and uh, have the baby in Oregon. So now uh, my baby is not a baby anymore. She's right. 12 years old. Yeah, I saw and, the, uh, I saw where y'all uh, dressed up at Halloween where you went as a Joker and she went as yeah. Harley Quinn, man. That was really cute. That was cool of you to do that as being a dad and all. Oh man, I, it's it, you know it's for me the most important things that I have in my life is my daughter. I have nothing else uh, more important than her. So uh, after I divorced my ex-wife, I was not going to move. I was go, I was going to stay in Oregon and keep keep an eye on my daughter and be there for her. Right. So that that works. That works out. You know, uh, she is my best friend. Uh, I am a best friend, and that's 
that's the best thing. And she's a Spartan racer too. She loves what we do and uh, she always loves to follow daddy and to do the same thing. So that's, that's a great thing. That is cool. Yeah, I saw some pictures over on your page. Um, so you've been around and all over the place, man. So tell us, out of all the places you've been, like which place did you like to live at the most? Well, I loved Australia. Australia was amazing. The right. people are great. The weather, I was living on the East Coast, so the always sunny. Uh, you have the beach, you have the rainforest, you know, you have the kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have stuff like you don't see anywhere else than in Australia. So it, it, Australia is one of my favorite places. I love Tokyo too. I lived in Tokyo for a while. Wow. And that's, that's an, a crazy place compared to Australia where uh, there is nothing to compare at all wow. city life i'm a city boy so i'm from paris france so uh, I'm, i've been raised in big cities and been always in big cities so to, to be in the forest and to be with the wild and everything is like a big change but uh, i really love it you know so i can I, i've been in so many places that at the end yeah would be maybe australia and tokyo where yeah. I, I will live if i if i can but so far uh, not yet, <laughs> again. So do you live in a big city in Oregon now? No, no, I live uh, in uh, Iceland. So it's like a small city uh, south of Oregon, 50, 50 miles from the border of California. Right. And it's like we have a, a mountain with a snow station. Uh, it's pretty uh, green and hilly and uh, a lot of trails. So um, it's a good place for me to train. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's real yes, cool. Yeah, it's completely different. So yeah, if, but I'm traveling. I'm traveling quite a lot. I'm still modeling, so I'm I'm still traveling around. Uh, plus, with the Spartan races, uh, same. You know, I've been traveling pretty much this year. So uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I like to go in cities, spend like a week, and I'm happy to come back home. Right. Yeah, I don't blame especially, you. Especially because my daughter is there. Yeah, I saw on your so Facebook page you have like all these different brand ambassadors, and there was like yeah. a several different model companies and like an acting company. So yeah. it seems like you're a super busy guy. So like, what's your main? What What do you use your main work right now? Just modeling? My, no, my main work. I'm a gymnastic coach, ninja ninja parkour. Oh yeah. So my main work is that and and racing. That's the only things I'm doing right now, like racing and just coaching and personal training people and training myself. Oh, so that's cool. So tell us a little bit about how you got into uh, doing OCR racing, man. Oh, man, it came it came out like really weird, actually. I was in Hawaii. Uh, I, have some, I have some property in Hawaii, and so I was in Hawaii with one, one of my best buddies, and he's like, oh, Steph, you know, I, I did this trifecta race in Hawaii uh, this year, and all the guys, uh, all the guys on the race, elite and stuff, they look like you. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm like oh yeah, but really not, not like oh yeah. And I know I said oh yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> and he's like, dude, really, like I'm sure you can make something with your background of athlete and stuff. I'm sure you you really enjoy. It. And it's like he showed me on the internet uh, the page of Spartan. He showed me some videos. And I look at him like that because it was a lot of mud, a lot of water, a lot of mud. Everybody's like dirty and stuff. <laughs> and, I, and I look at him and I said, dude, why do you want me to run in mud under barbed wire 
and carry buckets. Really? <laughs> no, it's not really like what I really want to do in my life. Yeah, Especially it's pretty intimidating when you see it like that. <laughs> sure. No, not really intimidating, but like, why? Yeah. Why I will do that? You know, it's like, that was my first question. Why I will go and put myself in mud? <laughs> I, don't, I, I didn't see the point. And he's like, no, dude, really, like, try, you know? So I'm like, okay. So I came back on the mainland, and uh, I start to check the, the Spartan page, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. And so uh, I registered for San Jose Sprint. Right. And uh, so that was last year. And uh, so I registered to San Jose Open, in Open, and then uh, I run it in, like, one hour and 30 minutes without really training, and then uh, I finished, like, well, I don't know, like, 19 in open in my age group. That's pretty cool. Uh, so it was it was good. It was in open, you know, still, like, uh, oh, 19 uh, on 500 guys and, well, I don't know, 80 on 4,000 people. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. So I registered for a full trifecta. I'm like, okay. You know, <laughs> at least if I'm doing that, let's do it, you know. So I registered for Utah and I registered, but this time in competitive because it was still competitive. It was not age group still. Yeah. So I registered myself for Utah in competitive and for Tao in, uh, in open. And so, yeah, everything went well. And after Tao, I had like uh, fit for uh, Johnny fit for who came to me uh, and like, hey, you know, I've been seeing you like on the last venues. Uh, you're pretty like recognize recognizable, you know, because I'm full of tattoos. Uh, I'm like, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much different than other people. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, if you want, you know, you can be a, a brand ambassador for us. So you have gloves for the season and then you can represent our brand. Heck yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, why not, you know? And then I had the uh, skin the close, closing, who came to me the same way, you know, and they're like, okay, if you want to write for us, we'll give you close and everything, and just like hashtag everything on the social media. Hmm. So, yeah, I start like that, and uh, my results were like pretty good. I was pretty happy with what I was doing, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to register for more races, and then um, um, I finished like San Francisco in open, uh, I think seventh in the stadium, yeah. And then uh, after Castaic, I finished like 10 and there an hour. Wow. In, in an hour. And I was like, okay. And so Spartan brand came to me. They asked me if I would like to be a Spartan ambassador. I'm like, sure. That's cool. <laughs> why, why not, you know? And uh, that's how it starts, you know, like uh, really like in the sense where uh, um, I didn't really ask for anything. I was running for myself and trying to be uh, competitive and to be the best uh, in what I can do, you know, with my uh, body and my age and everything, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I start to, to be more involved in this uh, Spartan family where uh, I had no clue of anything. I, I didn't know that many people and, uh, and it became too built. And so, like, the beginning of the season, I start to have more, like, sponsors and guys coming up to me and saying, oh, yeah, if you want to ride, you can ride for us. No, no, no. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah. Especially if they can uh, give me uh, energy bars uh, close. Uh, Heck no. Know, it's, it's a plus, you know. Like, I'm like, okay, um, if, I, if I don't want to spend money on that, that's great for me. And so, yeah, I start the season uh, with San Jose again. But uh, I had, a, I had a, 
mal, euh, like a wardrobe mal, malfunction in uh, San Jose. Because I get, I get uh, the day before on the super, it was raining like crazy. Yeah, it was and a muddy like, race. Okay. I remember seeing yeah. that. And um, it was raining like crazy, and I'm like, I'm not going to run like that. I'm going to put my dry suit on for the for the sprint. And so I arrive in the sprint. I have my dry suit on, and it's not raining. And <laughs> I start, and I start one mile later. I'm dying, dying of heat. My my uh, my dry suit is like super uncomfortable. So I kind of like uh, struggled a little bit with the heat and the breathing and everything. And I finished the, the, the sprint in one hour and 30 minutes. So I'm like, damn, what's going on, dude? What's wrong? So uh, yeah, like, uh, I was like, okay, I have to train more, more, more. And, um, and then after that, yeah, I start to, to grind and uh, grind and grind and grind myself and uh, run and run and had a, a running coach, uh, a friend of mine who is a running coach for high school. Uh, took me under his arm and told me, okay, I'm going to train you like to properly run and uh, giving you like exercise and miles to run and everything. Because when it's yourself, you can't really push yourself. You know, you need to have somebody who's going to do, you have to do this. Yeah. As a personal trainer, I know, you know, like. Yeah, it definitely helps when you got a plan for sure. Exactly. If you have a plan and if you have somebody you have to talk to and say, okay, that was like that, that was like this. If you by yourself, sometimes it can be hard. So, like, I get this uh, coaching uh, run, running coach and uh, I start to run, run more and more, like double my uh, intake of miles by week. And uh, yeah, I, I went to Montreal, did the super in age group. So, I decided to go in age group, to grow up in age group this year. Yep. And uh, and I decide also to run in open because like it's for me it's like two different things because age group I didn't know really much and I was going to be like the top of the top because 40 to 49 that's a hard group is the hardest group I think. Mm -hmm. So uh, I fell in this group with the Kevin Gelotti with the Sejare or like Mikey or whatever it's like a nightmare. Yeah. So um so now I run in age group and I run in open. And last year in open, I finished like 800. Wow. In open with like five races, six races. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And I check at the time, I check like uh, in the middle of the season and I was already 70 in open. Dang. In my age group. Because I, I won I won Montreal sprints in my age group in open. And then... Um, I place I won uh, Phoenix in open, and I and I finished tenth in like in the ten, top ten overall of all the race. Wow, that's so pretty it awesome, me dude. Points a lot, and then in uh, in um, Tao, <coughs> I finished seventh wow. in open, uh, and uh, eighty in overall. So it bring, it brought me like five hundred points. Wow. So now I'm ranked eighth in the world in open series. That's pretty awesome, dude. In, in my age group. So after just two years of competing, uh, I'm pretty stoked. I try to, <laughs> to keep it, you know, like uh, <laughs> rolling. And um, yeah, I'm going to try this year at least to finish in the top three uh, in World Series in Open, you know, in my age group and be like under like top 20 in overall. So that's my main goal. So the last three races that I have coming up, um, I need to finish like top 10. And so we see, you know, like uh, this weekend was great. I didn't do really great on the super. 
uh, I kind of gassed myself a little bit. But uh, my time was good, and I finished 11th in my age group and like 70, 75 overall. Mm-hmm. And on the sprint, uh, Saturday, Sunday, I finished the third in my age group. Dang. And uh, that's good. For 30, uh, 30, 40s, 40s, something in overall. So, yeah, that's great. That was great. I was like, yeah. <laughs> At least I ran faster. I did like, I did the sprint in 54 minutes. It was good. Was that's like, a good time, yeah. man. That's a good time for age group. Yeah, and then uh, on uh, the on the super, I finished the super in uh, one fifty four. So I was pretty stoked to that. You know, I bet I, I best my PR the two days by uh, by forty five seconds or like by one minute. So it was great. I was really happy with it. That's cool. And, uh, and also, so far, uh, I won Montreal. I won Los Angeles Dodger. Um, and. Um, and what was the one? The Phoenix Stadium. So I won three races in the season in Open in my age group. So that's that's already for me was a big step out. So, uh, and so yeah, now I'm just like building up and uh, at San Francisco again when I'm going to run in age group and I'm going to run in Open. Uh, hopefully, I have my first medal or podium in age group. I've been training so hard for like the stadiums and the Phoenix was like a big disappointment for me. I get uh, penalized because uh, I made 14 burpees. Uh, I missed the spear throw and I, and I did 14 burpees, so they give me two minutes. So it was kind of like a nightmare. But um, yeah, so now I'm going to focus on uh, being uh, in San Francisco, run four times in San Francisco, like uh, two times on Saturday and two times on Sunday. Yeah. And then Casta um, Ike will be my last in Los Angeles. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully my end of the year will be uh, as uh, grandiose and glamorous than the beginning of it. <laughs> Shoot, man. It sounds like you got it going on. Um... Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like it's different. It's different because, like, I see those the elites and I see uh, the age group who are here for a while, you know, and... And uh, the other day, like a friend of mine came to me and he's like, yeah, Steph, you're a rookie. So don't worry. You know, like uh, if you if you feel like under uh, those guys, you're not, you know, those guys have like five, six years of running behind them. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's another deal, you know, like. So for me, after like two seasons uh, in the OCR community and especially in the Spartan family, I'm, I'm so stoked. I have so many friends now in, in this family. I have so many oh, yeah. people that the I community really respect. Great. And, but, and you know, and what you're talking about, you're talking about the stadium races. I've never, I've never ran a stadium race, yeah. but I know that people, a lot of elites and a lot of age group uh, runners, they flock to those stadiums and they, you know, they practice short race and they, they mm-hmm. like the stadium because it's just all out, you know, for oh, that like entire race. Straight you know? away, yeah. So those are very competitive races, man. So if you're placing there, oh, yeah. man, you're doing good. No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, amazing how, how fast a stadium is compared to other race. And I'm not really like the endurance type guy. I like to go fast. When I was doing triathlon, I was doing like um, short distance anyway. Oh, the sprint. So, huh? You talking about the sprint triathlon? Yeah, sprint triathlon. Yeah, like Olympic distance. Yeah. So yeah, it was like short also. But uh, for me, the best 
So that's why next year I'm just going to focus on stadiums. But I'm going to do all the stadiums. Right. Like East Coast, Center, whatever is the stadium because I want to, yeah, it's, that's, that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to get my first Ultra next year and yep. uh, a, one Super and then I will have a Trifecta. But otherwise, I'm just going to focus on like stadium, eating stairs and just going like red line and full speed all the time. That yep. would be my main I've watched a lot of a lot of your training videos you got on your Facebook page. You look like mm -hmm. you've been putting in the work for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I try to uh, I try to push people also because I'm a personal trainer on the side too. Mm -hmm. So I try to inspire people to train or to do my training. I know it's not going to be easy for them to do some of my training because like. I have hours and hours of repetition and training behind me. But if, you can, if they can try and if they can feel better uh, by uh, being healthy and being like uh, fit, uh, that's a plus for me, you know. Right. So uh, that's my main goal is like to show uh, to the people what they can do. After, you know, they can do less or they can do, uh, they can change a little bit the workout. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, my main goal is like to show them that everything is possible. You can be 200, 300 pounds. It doesn't matter because I saw some people on Spartan races who they don't belong there, but they are there. That's right. And they don't care and they will do it to the end. And that's the point. If you have like, if you have the mental, you can, you can achieve, achieve anything. So that's why I post so many videos of my training because I had so many friends of mine and people coming to me and said, hey, can you show me this? Can you do that? Can you train me? And I'm like, okay, so at the end, Instagram and the social media are pretty, pretty uh, big for that. So it's a, it's a good thing that I can like show uh, what to do to the world. So that's my main my main goal. That's cool, man. Um I, and you know, and I feel what you're saying there, you know, I have so many people, they come up to me and I tell them, you know, I do this, I'm doing Spartan and OCR race. And they'll be like, Oh, I could never do that. I'm not ready for that. I need to train for that. And I said, no, you don't just go out there and have fun and do your first yeah, one right. and just see if you like it. And if you, if you don't like it, you know, you, you know, you can say you tried it once you went across the finish line, you know, you got exactly. your medal. And but go out there and see where your weaknesses are and see where your strengths are and train for it and come back and do the next one better, man. I mean, that's just you know, you just it's always a work in progress, even the best of the exactly. best, you're always working, you know what I mean? Exactly, you know, when I see Robert Killian or whatever, like when I talk to them, the guys they never stop, and no. on the top, you know, they have a job and they have a family, you know, so we're all the same. It's, it, at one point, it's just like, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Where do you want to stand? So for a person like me who's very competitive, um, I, I'm not going to stand at the bottom. I'm going to try to climb and be at the top. So that's a different mentality and it's a different way to see, the, see uh, sports, you know? Because all my life I've been competitive. All my life I've been racing or like doing sports where I was competing. So that's that's in my head. For those people who don't have like the mental mental to to compete, it's going to be a little bit like hard for them to imagine jumping over like an eight foot wall yeah. or climbing a rope. 
but yeah, like you say, uh, it is in your head, and you can achieve anything. And I, be, uh, I will be the first one on the race. And if I see somebody struggling, to go and see and see them and say, "Are you okay?" You yeah. know, even at the, even at Big Bear last year in the age group, um, a lot of guys they didn't prepare because uh, of the altitude. Right. And me, I, I train. I'm in the mountain, so I'm trained a lot, and I, I train also with an elevation mask. So I'll be always. I was prepared completely, and um, so the, the race starts really fast. And uh, I see some guys who always beat me, you know, always in front of me. And uh, and suddenly, like two miles later, in the in the middle of the the climb, I see like dead people, you know. And I go to see one of my friend, like Regan Burns, and I'm like, dude, you okay? And he sit down in the middle of the track. And oh, he's wow. like breathing like super heavily, and I'm like, "You okay, buddy?" And he's like, "No, I feel dizzy." No, no, no. Why? Because he didn't train for the mountain, and <laughs> he went too fast. And I'm like, "You want water? You want something?" And I'm like, "Go under the in the shade because like it's too sunny, and he's not going. He's not going to be, be fine for you." Yeah. And in the middle of the age group, okay, in the in the race, all right. Yeah. So it's uh, I, I think it's we are a big family, and it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you do. You're always going to have somebody like to support you and to help you. That's anyway. right, man. I totally agree with you. And and that's how I run too. You know, I'm always, if somebody passes me, I always cheer them on. I'll be like, go get them, man, oh, yeah. or good job, you know, or, you know, good, good hustle. You know, I'm, I'm always cheering oh, on people because, you know, it's, it's like you said, we're like a family out there, you know, and it's, to me, it's like, even though I might not know the person's name, I just feel like we're all there for the same reason, you know. And exactly. I'm, I, I want to, you know, I just, I, I want to be friends with everybody that I'm competing with because what's more fun than running with your friends and racing and competing against your friends, man? To me, that's just the best. And Yeah, it's like it's, uh, there's no comparison. You know, I'm right. uh, I'm going to be the first to cheer my friends on the podium and like uh, right. and being like so proud of them because they finish first or whatever. So it's uh, it, yeah, it, it's it's funny, you know, like it's competitive, but we still humans. We don't have this. Uh, we are the snobism, snobism, or like being pushed to each other. And anybody, you know, I've been I've been uh, around so many like great names. In this uh, in this Spartan family, and no one, I don't don't remember recall anyone. Maybe maybe on Sunday one, but I'm not going to say anything. But uh, was too cocky for me. But yeah, after no one who who was like uh, an asshole or being not you know like taking care to to talk with you or being you know like being yeah. nice. Yeah, there, there's definitely more good ones out there than there is bad ones. I mean, every once in a while you'll come across somebody that's just super competitive, and that's mm-hmm. when the ones you just be like, well, all right, dude, you know, that's the way you are. I get it, you know. And some people don't want to talk when they're racing, you know, but that ain't going right. to stop me from talking, you know, because that's just who I am. I I mean, I thank all the volunteers when I go by them, oh, you yeah, know. I mean, same. It's just... That's just part of it, man. If if I can't have a good time while I'm racing, man, I don't want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? But the thing is, like, especially when you're in the middle of the race, you know, like I did some volunteering for Spartan. 
as a Spartan ambassador, I have to be around and be very communicative and go and talk to anybody and whatever. So it's uh, with my background of social and fashion and everything is easy for me. Um, you know, I'm not shy. I don't have any problem to talk to anyone. Right. So, yeah, it's better to have a big smile and to be happy than to have someone when you talk to them and say, oh, what's up? You know, congratulations on your race. And the guy look at you and say, oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, right, I, I'm like Sorry, you, man. Bye. I want to be approachable, you know. So, like you said, smile yeah. and goof around and have fun, exactly. man. That's me, and, and, you know. And it's funny because, like uh, this season, I, I start to build my Insta. I get a new Instagram, and I get uh, because of the Spartan and my training. And so I start to have like a lot of people starting to get more and more and more people. Now I'm at seven thousand people on my Instagram. Holy crap! <laughs> so at the end I'm like I, I don't know anyone <laughs> I know maybe like hundreds in, the, in my Instagram page and when I have someone coming to me in a venue and saying hey hi Steph I'm, I'm following you on Instagram my first reaction is going to be big smile and say oh really thank you buddy you know yeah. and let's make, let's take a picture you know or as your race or whatever and so it's it's really gratifying for me than People remember me, you yeah. know, and tell me like, oh, congratulations on your results on the last race. Or I saw you the other day. And, and I'm like, dude, but if you see me, come to see me. Come say hi, you know, because I, w I won't be the guy telling you like, fuck off. I will be the oh, guy yeah, telling yeah. you like, hey, what's up? You know, thank you as your race and shout a little bit because I, I'm, I'm like you. I'm the same person than you. And uh, it's, there is no, uh, I, I'm not going to be cocky or like posh because, uh, I think I won a Spartan race. That's right. Yeah, like, you know, like what's 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 the fun in that? You know, I mean, oh no, yeah. I mean, I want to talk to if any if anybody wants to talk Spartan, I always want to talk to them. And it's like no, you no. said, you know, people come up to me and they'll hear me talk and be like, "Hey, I know that voice." You know, I, I listen hey, right. to your podcast and stuff. So I mean, well, now it's like now it's going to be different for me because like now I know your voice. So yeah, that's going to be another like good things. I'm like ah. Oh. I know him. That's got talking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it, it, it tickles me anytime, you know, somebody comes up and says, hey, I listen to your podcast. You know, I really like it. You know, it, it's always cool to know that there's people out there that, you know, that are listening, you know. I always oh, enjoy yeah, yeah. talking to the listeners and seeing them out there, man. It's just such yeah. a good time. And it's the same, you know, like with uh, the social media or whatever, you know that you have people following you and cheer for you, even if they're not inside of this industry or not, or like they have nothing to do with it. They just see how you are and like that you are like, uh, like somebody is great and trying to make like uh, things happening, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I like that. Uh, I like to be uh, social. I like to uh, meet new people and I like, I like to... Uh, give them like some advice if I can and uh, and and bring them to my sports you know that's right because now that's my sport <laughs> hey so so what's it like being a Spartan ambassador like what's the I mean what's the deal behind it I don't really know anything about it uh, but the, to be a Spartan ambassador uh, so when I when when I go on the venue uh, I'm going to make some videos of uh, the starting elites, or if I'm not running in elite, I'm going to shoot the elites before they start, or I'm going to make interviews of the elites, or even like random people during the races, you know? Right. Um, most of the, the duties of a Spartan ambassador is to show that Spartan 
take care of their people. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to walk around on the venues and I'm going to speak with people, ask them what they like, what they don't like, what they want from Spartan. Um, it's, yeah, it's to be an ambassador, is to represent Spartan brand and the Spartan racers uh, towards the public. That's, that's cool, the, the, That's the duties you're going to have to do. After that, um, I, I race free. Oh, wow, that's year. cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's another big thing <laughs> to, to have, like, but my sponsor, too, they, they, they get my race. C4 get my races, too. So um, that's a, a good thing, too. This year, I race for free all year. So that was beautiful. My daughter raced for free, too. Oh, man, that's so, awesome. But, but at the end, I have to do at least six hours where I'm going to work every day, you know, like six hours on the weekend where I'm going to do my, my uh, duties uh, as an ambassador. And I'm, I like what I do. I like my, uh, this industry. I like this sport. So, yeah, I do it like genuinely. I'm not even thinking about it. That's pretty cool, And I did man. some, like I told you, I did also some volunteer. Yeah. Being like at the stands and uh, volunteering, giving the medals and giving the shirts and being around. So yeah, for me, it's, it doesn't matter. It's more like, uh, to be in touch with people and to, to be like, yeah, to be someone in the sports. Oh, I'm where, sure. Uh, I, and I'm sure yeah. all those girls crossing the finish line love to hug a model and get a medal put <laughs> around them, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, yeah. 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 Uh, it's uh, it's funny because yesterday when I finished the sprint, the girl who was uh, giving the medal was a friend of mine, and uh, and at, I, I was at dinner with her the next the day before the night before like we were watching the UFC fight uh, before the, the night. Yeah. And I, I told she told me oh I'm going to be at the finish line giving medals, and I said okay, you will see me in the morning. And uh, I told her I'm going to run into you. I'm going to sprint to you. And uh, she's like, okay. And so uh, I finished the multi-rig and I start to run sprinting and I see her and I make her completely fall on the floor with all the medals. <laughs> and, and she was like, yeah, I told you I was going to run into you. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, like so, so weird. But at the end, it's funny, you know, like we all, we all have good fun. That's funny. My so friend Heather, she volunteers at the finish line a lot like that too. And every time I see her get, handing out the medals, I always run and give her this big <laughs> hug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what I did. I completely grabbed her in the air and just like we fell uh, because I couldn't, I couldn't hold. But it was funny. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think I think like um, Spartan is a, a, a great uh, entity. At the end, uh, there's little floss. Like every every company or every uh, business. Oh yeah, but, uh, of course. I, I think I think uh, they they stand strong and uh, hopefully 2019 will be a bit better. I think you it know, will like be. 2018 was great, but 2019 so. will be better. I just read I just read on the social media like today they were talking about the the distance and everything and some people they're really like. Why they want to change the distance in metric? And I'm like, dude, metric is the real system. <laughs> you know, like a mile is not normal if you think about it. So 5K, 10K, 15K is a normal distance, you know? Yeah, most of the time so, when they do do runs, it's usually, you know, in 
you know, the metric system. You're right about that. Yeah. But I yeah. saw that I saw that same post where they're talking about standardizing the sprint to where uh-huh. the sprint's just what a little more than a five K and the super's a ten K. But a sprint is like if you if you if you want to standard standard standardize the the the, the, the distance, uh, a five K five miles four point five miles will be like seven something. Yeah. Case. So yeah, okay. It's going to be a weird numbers, <laughs> but if you if you think about it, it will be the same. Yep. And if you think about it, you know, if they advertise five k, uh, I think it will it, appeal to the open class racers and the people coming to do their first race. Exactly. You know. Yeah, I'm sure because like if you say a sprint, uh, it's funny because like you go on the page of Spartan and a sprint is like three plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then after that the super is eight five eight point five plus yep so it's kind of like you don't really know what you're going to run i remember when i run my first sprint i was expecting it to be like like you said i was expecting it to be a 5k and then i was like their three mile marker went by and then the four mile marker went yeah. by <laughs> and it ended up being yeah, like five and a half thing, miles but, but in tao last year <laughs> In Tao last year, they put 4.5 miles on the top of the disc, and I was not prepared for that at all. Yeah, yeah, because it was like what 17 or 18 miles of the disc. Yeah, yeah, 17.5. So this year was like a beautiful, just running a real beast without having 4.5 <laughs> on the top. That was much better. That's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, no, like, uh, like I told you earlier, it's um. I'm really happy to to be uh, a part of Spartan, and I'm really happy to have met so many new friends and so many like yeah, like I have like really good friends in 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 this short period of times, and uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's, uh, yeah, it's life changing. Yeah, exactly. It's life changing, especially for me because I used to be a top model for ten years. Uh, I was traveling everywhere in the world. Uh, I was on cover of magazine. Uh, I did uh, three movies. Uh, did, you know, I was like uh, someone, but in a different place, in different world. Yeah. And now I start to be someone, but in a different, in another world. So it's it's it's, it's funny. What hey? Uh, what, what movies were you in? Were they were they like uh? uh the independent movies. I did Turning uh, to Earth, Earth by uh, Patrick McKenzie. Uh, it was in at Sundance, uh, where I the main role. Um, I did uh, wow. jo- Romeo and Juliet by James Franco. Yeah. Oh uh, wow! But it's like it's a short, short movie, like weird. <laughs> James Franco is weird anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, he I is. did uh, Dark Light Mo- uh, Dark Light Motorcycle. It's a 3D movie. Um, yeah. It probably worked out things, good with know? all the tats you got. You got some cool ink work too, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I have a lot. I used to be a tattoo artist when I was like in my 18, so like younger, younger age. Dang, man, what so, didn't you do? <laughs> what? What did you not do? <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, especially when you live in a city, um, you have to you have to figure out what you want to do in your life. Yeah, and uh, everything is kind of more competitive. Right. Especially in the city. So my main, my main things, I was an artist. I was a painter, like sculpting. I was going, I was in art school. And so to make money, the only things I could do was graphic design or tattooing. 
So I was doing both. I was doing graphic design. I was doing like uh, freelance. And then I was uh, tattooing for like yeah, three years. Three oh, wow. years. And after, uh, when I finished my uh, my uh, college, my uh, university of high school, of high, uh, fine art, um, I start modeling. So that completely like, changed everything. Mm. Um, cool. I stopped, I'm stopped doing, I stopped doing art. Uh, and I just start to do the fashion shows and traveling everywhere. So my art went down a little bit because I, I didn't have time to do that. What, what and, was the uh, weirdest yeah. tattoo you ever put on somebody? What? What was the weirdest tattoo you ever put on somebody? Uh, oh, I did a penguin one day on a calf of a girl. <laughs> like a cartoon, cartoon penguin with the big eyes. But at the, at the end, I was really picky. I had a style, I had a special style. I'm, I was very black and tribal right. stuff, more like uh, abstract. So all those like uh, imageries, uh, little cartoony shit, I was always pushing to somebody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, go to see this guy because no, I'm busy. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I was cool. more in the big piece anyway. Big hey, you, arms, you had big to keep it interesting, right? Yeah, because at one point, you know, if you just do like crap, yeah. or just doing crap, you get you tired of it. Crap, I bet it's 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 everywhere the same the same anyway. I always you know, thought it'd be a cool job to be a tattoo artist, but I have no artistic skills whatsoever. You don't have autistic skills? None at all. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah, even draw you know, stick figures. Yeah. I couldn't even play hangman in school because I just couldn't do it really well. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, after that, it's like, um, you, you, I'm sure you do other stuff that I cannot do. You know, it's like we all, we all like completely different in the world. You know, like I saw, I saw that you were working in the medical, uh, uh, business. Yeah, I work so, maintenance. I wouldn't say I work yeah. there. I mean, I fix stuff and I hang stuff on the yeah. wall. <laughs> and so what? And so what? There is no stupid work. There's yeah. No st for me, you work, you spend hours doing something, even if you don't like it. Oh, I love my job, it. though, for real. No, but you know, there's a lot of people who do jobs, but they don't like it. Oh, you're right. They, they do it Isn't that miserable? They do it. You know, and I've, I've worked jobs that, you know, I dreaded going to work, you know, and... That's what. That's one thing in life to me that I think is priceless. If, if you enjoy going to work every day, you know, yeah, that's that's a, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a priceless. Price. It doesn't. Oh, yeah, it doesn't man. matter what the pay is. If you enjoy it, that mean it, it's that it's priceless. Completely. So that's the things for me. I love my job. I love to to to, to coach kids. I love to coach adults. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really like gratifying to see the progressions and to see how hard they work and uh, the dedication in what they do and just listen, by listening to me, <laughs> you know. So that's uh, that's great. I really enjoy um, being around kids, especially kids, because like they really give you like gratitude straight away, you know. Like yeah. and you and you see you see on their face, you know. Like and as an adult, it's a little bit different because you have like your uh, mechanisms of uh, protection mechanisms or whatever. So it's going to be different. It's, it's hard sometimes to open someone, you know. Yeah, it's, them, it's like, harder like, to get gratitude from adults. Exactly. You're, you're yeah. exactly right. Yeah, so, yeah, I love my job. I love to be around kids. 
my daughter is a gymnast. She's level three gymnast. So oh wow, that's training, awesome. She's she's training where I train. So that's another plus. I can see her every day when she trains. I can be here and tell her like some. Well, you, even if I'm not a coach, I can tell her like this was not right. You have to do put your hands more like this or whatever. That's cool. So man. it's a it's it's cool, you know. And especially with my daughter, we like we like glued. We uh, mentally glued together. I mean, She's my my princess. So. That's awesome, man. It's well, shoot, man, I'm going to ask you a few questions. You know, I always yeah. ask my same questions. But uh, so to this day, what has been your your most favorite race and why? To this date, my famous most famous best race. Or just uh, just your race that you enjoyed the most, or whichever one yeah. stuck out the most. It didn't have to be the one where you best performed. Just well, which really, one sticks out in your mind the most? Nah, uh, I have to say like uh, Montreux. I, I really liked Montreux. This year it was like yeah, this year uh, it was uh, it was pretty fast pace. Like like this weekend, Sacramento was pretty good too. It was too much potholes in Sacramento that I didn't like because I had to. We had to really watch where you put your feet. Yeah. Uh, but Montreal was uh, super dry, uh, a lot of hills, but like maybe 1,200 1, feet high. You know, it's nothing really, like no elevation really, but uh, massive downhills, like like highway downhills. So it means like. You have like, a lot of space to run. Right. Um, yeah, Montreal. I really like Montreal, and uh, I, I really like stadiums. Yeah. Because there's no water. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's another thing for me. Like the dunk wall, I really don't like it. <laughs> I really don't. I don't like the dunk Man, wall. Like yesterday was nice because it was super hot, so the dunk wall was great. But they did the new things. They put the tarp now. They put a tarp just in it. Yeah. So so that's like you have to slide. If you want to walk down the dunk hole, you can't. You have to put yourself sliding. Oh, and yeah. And I didn't like it. <laughs> because like when you get out of it, it's super slidey. Yep, and it's hard to get out. Yeah, I've it's had hard to get out. Yeah. You have to so fight it to get issue. out. But uh, it was so hot yesterday that to go in the water was great. So, but uh, when it's not hot, the dunk hole, no, no, I don't like it. But uh, yeah, stadiums, stadiums are my best races. And Montreal this year was was a, a great venue, and uh, people were yeah was a good weekend because I ran the, the super, and then I ran the sprint on the next day, and it was pretty good. That's cool, man. So, so what race did you hate the most to this point? <sighs> Big Bear. Big Bear. Why? Because it was yeah. so steep. Yeah, uh, big bear because like uh, I my knee buckled my nine mile nine. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't run downhill anymore. Ooh. And from eleven from eleven to thirteen miles was just downhill. Oh. And so I lost so much time, and I was really in pain, and I had to run like sideways in the downhill. Uh, my IT band my IT band was completely like flamed. I don't know what's what was the deal. So how, how did you re- how did you recover from it? Uh, Just I took some time took, off. Uh, I took a week not running. It took me a, a week just to go back to uh, run two miles on the road. And uh, yeah, I, I pampered it, you know, putting creams and putting uh, K-tape and trying not to to use my knee as, most, as much as I, I, I can, you know. 
That's cool. But uh, so I've, I've uh, uh, figured out something. It's like now I've been training so much my legs that I never used to. And then, you know, like workout, going into gym and yeah. doing like squats and lunges and machines and everything. And since Big Bear, I didn't have any IT problem. Because my knees now, my, because my muscles on my quads and on my uh, my uh, armstring and my calves are stronger. Right. So I don't use my knees as much. And everything is kind of compacted more now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I didn't have any really problem with my knees after Big Bear. So the I think the workout on my legs uh, did a big deal. Strengthening those muscles around the IT bands. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I saw where you um you won the uh, the grip hang challenge at Sacramento. <laughs> that's pretty cool, yeah. man. Yeah, that was funny. It's just that's the that's okay. So that's the funny part that uh, when I was in Montreal on Sunday, I was not supposed to run, and um, it was the sprint. And uh, I'm not supposed to run. I'm in, I'm in fit four at the tent, and I told the Johnny, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to do the, the sales. And uh, some friend of mine, they run in the morning and they 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 hang, they hang with me in the tent. And um, there is the guy David Boardman, the guy on the micro microphone. He's like, okay, yeah, the DJ. Yeah, I like challenge. David, man. He's the best DJ on the circuit. Oh no, they, you know Mark Mark Montano. Uh, yeah, I think I kind of know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know yeah, him as Mark, good as Mark I know David too. though. But they're both great. They're both yeah, great. David both great. and Mark, they're. Top, top, top of top notch. And so the guy David is like, "Yeah, we're going to have the plank challenge." No, no, no. And my friend they look at me and they're like, "Dude, you don't race. Go to do the plank challenge." And I'm like, "Well, okay." So I go, I do the plank challenge, and I finish third on the plank challenge, like eight minute plank. Okay. Oh my gosh! I tried yeah, to eight, do that at Palmerton. I think I only made it like three and a half minutes. So eight minute <laughs> plank. The guy, the guy won. Did ten minutes and fifteen seconds, like crazy. All right. That's insane. Anyway, they give me a, a bottle of kombucha, a metal bottle of kombucha. Funny, you know. I love that. And kombucha. then uh, I what go back it? to the tent of Fleet Four, and they look at me. My friend look at me and say, "You see? So now go run the sprint." <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, hey, go run the sprint now." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and I thought about it. And I'm like, "Okay." And so I, I went at the at noon. And I, I run the open at noon, and I won. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Uh, so I won, and I came back to the tent, and I, I look at my friend, and I say, hey, by the way, I won my age group. And they're like, you see? <laughs> so that's the same. Yesterday, Johnny Fit4, they was doing the, the hand grip contest, yeah. and he looked at me, and he's like, go, go represent Fit4. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> and so I went there, and I just like won. 143. That was... Not not too shabby, but at least they gave me they gave me a race. Dude. Yeah, and that's not and that's like you're not hanging from a bar. You were hanging from like these two like yeah these two cones. Plugs. Yeah, yeah, one forty three. That's that's pretty awesome, man. So so how do you train for a? I mean, what's like your favorite exercises to train for grips? <laughs> I do a lot of pull ups. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm my, my most of my training is going to be calisthenic and body work, body weight. Right. So I'm a Tabata guy. I like uh, to pull up, uh, make different style pull ups. Uh, uh, any anything with no weights, with my own body weight, that's going to be my workout. Right. So uh, to hang, I, I used to be a rock climber. Well, I'm, I'm still a rock climber, but not that, that much than I than I used to be, because now I'm a Spartan racer. So yeah. that's 
different. My hand grips are coming from the rock climbing. So you probably don't have so, any problems at so, the Spartan races with their obstacles, do you? What? You probably don't fail most most of their I grip obstacles. No. No, no. That's that's the that's my thing. I don't fail anything. Even the, the only spear? things I will fail it's the spear throw maybe. Yeah. But if I don't fit is I failed the spear throw in Phoenix because I didn't I didn't uh, I went so fast and I didn't take the time to put myself in front of it and I just like throw it and I just ripped the side and I was like ah <laughs> so but more, yeah most of the time uh, I'm not going to fail all the hanging the twister the the monkey bar the the multi rigs those things like that I won't fail that's cool because of my upper body strength. Right. Uh, the bucket carry is a pain in my butt. Um, huh. What else? Yeah, the sandbag in Tao was a pain in my butt because we had two sandbags to carry and it was like super, super high. Yeah, no, I, I do not. Bear, I, don't, I don't like bear. double sandbags. Double sandbags get to me too. Yeah, the big bear. It was big bear. The double sandbag and um, and it was a uh, painful. I'll take a long because, bucket over any carry any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't need I don't need to carry anything, <laughs> really. But uh, in the stadiums, uh, we have the the jugs. The it's like ten gallon jugs. Yeah. So that's that's super hard too because they're in plastic, and the handles are in plastic, and so that's that was a pain too. In um, where was that in Phoenix? They had those massive jugs, ten gallon jugs you had to carry. <sighs> wow. So that was that was intense. And that was, was like and, my, you, and that my, was like where you said weight. you failed the spear, right? Was in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. So when you you only have to do fifteen burpees if you fail an obstacle yeah. to stadium, right? Yeah, fifteen. That's cool. That's better than thirty. Wow, thirty is long. Yeah. Especially especially when you're in the middle of the race and you're already giving everything. Yeah, and your max heart rate, yeah. And you max, yeah, and you have to do 30 burpees because you just missed the bed or whatever. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Well, well tell us how, uh, like, if anybody wants to, where they can follow you on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, yeah, so on Facebook, I have a working out page named Time to Work Out. I don't even think That's I'm following awesome. you on that one. I need to check that one out, too. I will. I will. Uh, I send you the. the I forward you the, the the link if you. Okay. Cool. Uh, so yeah, time to work out is on Facebook. It's like my athlete page, my workout page, and on Instagram where I'm putting all my videos and everything, and uh, when I'm going racing and everything, uh, it's s. Dot Olivier, time to workout slash Spartan. Cool. Well, I'm going to try to change it. I don't know if I can change the name of it, but I don't know, like trying to do something a little bit simpler. I think but, you uh, can yeah. change the name in the settings because I think I've done that before. I think you can. You can? Well, I will I check that so. out. If I change it, I will tell you and send you a link. But uh, so far, yes, S. Olivier, time to work at uh, Slice Spartan. Right. Well, Stefan, I mean, I'm about out of questions, man. Is there anything you want to add or tell anybody out there that might be thinking about doing a race, man? My, you know, uh, like uh, first starter uh, for a Spartan race, don't be scared of being uh, around us because you will always have like someone to cheer you up and to make you run faster and to carry you. 
And um, yeah, like uh, welcome in this amazing family if you 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 join us. And uh, yeah, I think it's one of the best community I've been uh, with, and I'm really proud uh, to represent it. So yeah, go for it. Don't the, the sky is not the limit. All right. Well, shoot, man. I appreciate you taking the time to let me interview you, bro. Well, I appreciate you to interviewing me, and I'm really happy like, uh, I can uh, show uh, my journey uh, to, to the people around here. Heck yeah, man. Maybe I'll see you at a race one day, man. You yeah, planning so. on? Well, you're doing all stadiums next year, right? Yeah, but I'm going to be East Coast, so I'm going to go East Coast too. So you're in Georgia, so maybe like... Maybe I, I'm going to try my best. Uh, I have to see because I have other sponsors who are going to come up for season 19. And uh, I, I need to figure out if they can, like, defray me, you know, like pay my flights. So if I can pay my flights, I, I don't need to think about I can race anywhere. That'd be cool if you could find somebody yeah. to pay your flights. <laughs> right. I'd go to all the races if I could find somebody to pay for flights. I'd go anywhere. <laughs> well, shoot, man. Well, hopefully yeah, I'll see you at a race, it. dude. Appreciate Thank you for that. Yeah, man. Appreciate you talking to me. And, uh, yeah, let me know uh, what's going on. And uh, I'm, I will be always your number one fan. And keep rocking, my friend. Cool, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you later, bro. All right. Have a lovely day. See you later. Bye, Bye. Scott. Hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. I want to thank Stefan again for taking the time to do this. I probably still butchered his name. Um, but um, let's see. There's a little bit of news going around right now. Uh, John Albin is on the path to get the million dollars in Iceland, and I hope he does it. I, I, they're saying he still has to complete an ultra, because in order to qualify for the Iceland Ultra, you have to finish an Ultra in Elite in under 10 hours. And I think there's three of them out there that he can choose from. I'm sure he'll probably go to Australia because it's probably closer to him. But wouldn't it be cool if he was in Spartanburg in a couple of weeks when I'm there? It would be cool. But I doubt it. But uh, I really hope that he goes to Iceland and he crushes it. But I'm sure Spartan will make Iceland the hardest five-mile lap you could do. But anyway, I hope he does it. Uh, also, they showed a little teaser video on their Instagram story of the 2019 medal. It said, it, well, it showed 2019, where are you going to earn your sprint medal? And it showed like the... Uh, the silhouette of it, but it didn't show you a picture of it. So that'll be coming soon. So you, you want to watch out for that. Um, a little bit of sad news today. Well, not really sad, but I was just looking through the, uh, the races coming up and the New Jersey ultra for age group is already sold out. So if you're out there and you're thinking about doing an ultra next year and you want to run it in elite or age group, you better keep an eye on it because it looks like the ultras are getting pretty popular. Um, tough, t world's toughest mutters this weekend, and it's in my state, in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm still not going to it because me and my girlfriend are going to Bone Frog in Charlotte. She uh, actually she bought two races 
at Bone Frog last year, and she wasn't able to use them because she she broke her ankle. Um, so she had those. I guess you know she had to change what date she used them for, and this was pretty much the last date. So. I figured if we went to World's Toughest Mudder, we'd lose both of those races. So, and then have to spend all the money to go to World's Toughest Mudder. So I figured, why don't we just go do Bone Frog this year? Maybe I'll do World's Toughest Mudder next year. Who knows? The races are so expensive. And not to mention another reason why is because they added the Spartanburg Ultra and, you know, $150. $550, yeah, I'll go the $150 route. I'm a cheapskate, what can I say? And the cool idea of getting three belt buckles this year, that was that's kind of cool, which that wasn't my idea. That was my buddy Michael Robertson's idea, hashtag bitch muffin. And guess who is laying out the last belt buckle? It's him. He's laying out. This was something we were going to do together, and he's laying out. Bitch muffin's bitching out. Yeah. You heard it here first. So, it's just going to be me, but there's so many people going to the Spartanburg Ultra, and I'm looking so forward to it, because there's going to be so many of my friends that are running the Ultra, and a lot of them are going to be running the age group. So, uh, I know Brian's running, and I interviewed him a few episodes again, and I, w I hope I can keep up with him. He's so much faster than me, but I just think it would be so much fun just to run with that dude for an ultra distance and just keep up with them. I just think we'd have a blast. So I'm looking forward to that race. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully I won't get extremely hurt or whatever. But anyway, so like I said, I'll be at Bone Frog this weekend, me and Leanne. I think we're running at nine o'clock and uh, we're probably going to go to the package pickup at the, whoa, shoot. I think it's Iron Thunder Saloon where the packet pickup is Friday night. So, uh, yeah, if you see us there, come up to us and say what's up. Um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Leave me a review on iTunes. I will read it. I don't care if it's bad. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. Last weekend, I went to uh, Rich Diaz's running clinic. And, you know, because I know I run a lot of these races, but I, I still I don't put in a lot of volume during the week. I mean, I mainly put in maybe like 20 miles and... I get a lot of little aches and pains here and there, and so, and I listen to Rich Diaz's uh, podcast, and I think his is called the Natural Running Podcast. I think is what it's called, and uh, it's really good. And he he interviews a lot of OCR athletes, and he trains a lot of OCR athletes too. But his clinic was really good, and I pretty much just paid for the actual running clinic where it's just the hands-on and he does like a gait analysis and he does like slow motion videos and he shows you how you're striking and chances are you're probably striking wrong, which I definitely was. And then he goes through a class and teaches you how to run and how to run better. And just going through, and, you, and I've watched videos on YouTube about how to run better, natural running. I've, I've watched all of it, but... To be there and to be hands-on with someone and you can ask questions, it's worth its weight in gold. And um, I was very glad. And I was skeptic about going to the class because it was a lot of money to me. And um, But I was very happy I went to it. I learned a lot. And, and Rich, is he's very av available for whatever he can teach you. 
you know, he's he's there to teach you, and, and he wants to make sure you get it before the class is over. And even when we were done with the clinic on Sunday, he says, all right, guys, um, I'm, uh, I've about showed you everything I can. Is there any more questions? Do you want me to do anything else? And I just thought that was really cool that even at the end of the class, he left it out there for us to uh, still try to learn more if we wanted to. He also did uh, the rested metabolic rate test. He did that, and he was doing VO2 max test. Um, I think he did it. Fr- did that Friday and Saturday. And uh, when they sent me the email, they said, just show up Sunday for the running clinic. And I emailed back and asked if it was okay if I just watched because I've heard him talk on his podcast where you can learn a lot just by watching others run and how he instructs them and even watching him do the test, I asked a lot of questions about, you know, heart rate and on the tests and all. And, you know, and like I said, he was, he, he was very, you know, open and, you know, was explain a lot. And uh, Rich is such a super cool guy too. And he's got a huge OCR clinic he's doing. I think it's like a three-day clinic that's coming up. Uh, I think it's in January. But uh, you can check his, uh, his uh, website. I think it's Oh, Diaz Human Performance. You might want to check that out. I mean, but it, it looks like a cool, a super cool OCR clinic. And it's on the West Coast because he lives in California somewhere over there. I don't know. But anyway, definitely check it out and, you know, follow him on uh, Facebook and all. And listen to his podcast. There's great information on there. If you If you have a question that you may be, like, running poorly or you've got aches and pains, uh, definitely check him out. I mean, he, you know, he, he instructs you even to the way you swing your arms, you know, and that's probably something a lot of people didn't think about when they run, but you know, it was a really cool course, a really cool course. And I, I enjoyed it and I would definitely suggest it. And I would definitely tell you it, it's worth the money, but anyway, so enough of me, uh, running my mouth. But like I said, if you see me at Bonefrog or you see me at Spartanburg, I'm also going to go to the Central Florida Beast. I'll be running the Beast and the Sprint on Age Group both of those days. I'm sure I'll mention that at the end of the podcast between here and there. But anyway, uh, like I said, see you at the next race. Peace out.